Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. My name is Jason Garish. A uh, lot of things going on in the world. Uh, you know, NFL, interesting season. You know, um, my Raiders have been officially eliminated from playoffs, and the season is o- mercifully over, thankfully. Um, looks like Carr is probably going to lose his, his uh, position because of it, but uh, hopefully ends up with a team that actually appreciates him and uh, and uh, leads him to a Super Bowl. Be interesting to see what happens because he has a no trade clause written into his contract, so he can basically veto almost any trade offer that they they send his way. Um, he it will require his approval. So, really interestingly uh, structured contract. Whoever negotiated that contract, I'd love to have him as an agent. Tell you the truth, um, so he got he got a nice contract there. Um, nice extension nice contract uh he's gonna get paid regardless it's it's you know that's why they benched him in the first place was to uh possibly uh you know make sure that obviously he didn't get injured because if he did they would that's guaranteed money he would they would have to pay him and they didn't want to decrease his value in a trade too to um you know make him less marketable to other teams so I mean, from a financial standpoint, it's a sound strategy on the uh, on the uh, the team's part. But from man, just from a human standpoint, it's a real crappy thing to do to somebody who's statistically your best quarterback in your history of your uh, of your franchise. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, like I said, Carr might just veto every single offer. They might have to re- release them, and I don't know how that effect is affecting. Uh, Gonna going to affect, I should say, their salary structure and their salary cap. That might just wreak havoc with it. I don't know. <clears throat> like I say, though, I do wish him the, the absolute best, and I hope he, uh, you know, I hope he uh, ends up if he if he leaves the Raiders, ends up going to a team that appreciates him. Because it wouldn't shock me at all. You know, I said this months ago that uh, they're probably gonna make a play for Brady, and uh, not surprising. And if that's the case, that puts. Uh, that kind of puts uh, Tampa Bay in the uh, in the whole scrum to see who gets Carr. So <laughs> they might actually be switching places. For all you know, you know, uh, Carr to Tampa Bay and uh, and Brady to the Raiders, which is uh, going to be hard for me to watch. To tell you the truth, and to tell you the truth, I don't know if he's going to do a whole lot better within this this offense. Anyway, I know he knows it well enough, but uh, I mean, like back of his hand, I should say with with um with McDaniel's running the show, but um eventually, you know, Father Time is going to catch up to Tom Brady, and he's not going to be able to play at the level he's been playing. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it will happen, you know. And then, what do the Raiders do for their future? You know, they've got to draft high a quarterback, and they don't have. Uh, as high draft position as they did before, you know, so, so, uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't think they need a whole lot of extra components that they've got focus on that offensive line and the defensive line. They've got to get some defensive tackles and they've got to, uh, get some offensive, uh, you know, linemen in there because, uh, that line, that, that line just looks horrible. And, uh, 
the teams that have had the greatest luck against them have been the ones that have been able to run right up the middle. And, uh, you know, which means their interior and that defensive line is not very good. Um, but then again, also a lot of teams have had a lot of luck against them just because Graham is a horrible, uh, defensive play caller. I mean, they've been in situations where they should have been in zone coverage. They were in man-to-man situations where they should have been man-to-man. They were in zone, et cetera, et cetera. When they should have been aggressive, they weren't. When they shouldn't, should have been uh, a little bit more passive and back on their heels, they weren't. So, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the leads that were blown were due to really poor defensive play calling. And I think Graham needs to lose his job end of story because they they do have some good pieces in there right now you know how you don't get it more more uh pass rushing pressure out of uh chandler jones and uh max crosby that tells me they're they're double teaming them doing whatever they want with the middle because the middle is of that line is not very good so you know that's that kind of thing and uh you know, Jared Stidham played his heart out against the against the Niners. Looked bad against the Chiefs. You know, Chiefs have a good defense, but it's now nowhere near as as the Niners. Where where Niners just not prepared to see Stidham was, and they should have been. And even if they weren't, um, it's still the same offense. So. I mean, I just think Stim played his heart out. And uh, Stim is a good player. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I mean, he played incredible in preseason, but preseason is preseason. And um, just kind of shocking to our events, you know, that he would play as poorly as he did against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, granted, uh, I will say that he had very little support on the offensive line, but just the same, uh, he should have done better than he he did. He didn't look good at all. Some bad, uh, bad decision making on his part too. You know, out there. So, um, but wherever Derek Carr goes, like I said, it might be training places with Brady. Who knows? It might be going to the Tampa Bay. But wherever he goes, I wish him the absolute best. You know, um, he deserved a lot better than he did from this organization. He deserved a lot more support from this organization. And to tell you the truth, he's probably just uh, tired and worn out from getting his butt whipped every single season and uh, not having a stable situation to rely on. You know, uh, wrestling world, uh, we're in that kind of lull. We're, you know, right before um, Royal Rumble, then WrestleMania. should be some things leading up to um, leading up to WrestleMania, but it, it's, uh, it's kind of getting started off kind of slowly here. You know, um, some some entertaining stuff going on. I'm still loving the stuff they're doing that WWE is doing with the um, with uh, Dominic Mysterio. I think some of that stuff is absolutely hilarious. The whole uh, jail thing where he spent like one night in a holding cell, you know, and now he's a hardened criminal with a with a uh, tear tattoo and everything to match. I I think that's absolutely amazing. Great. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it just helps develop that scumbag character that Mysterio, uh, Dominic Mysterio, I should say, has been uh, has been developing, you know, and and now we have uh, Karrion Cross going after Ray, and I I think Ray's gonna help elevate Cross. I think that's a good choice to have him uh, in a program against Cross. I should, I think that'll work out well. Um, 
Let's see. We got uh, still continuing the LA Knight Bray Wyatt thing. You know, um, looking forward to seeing what's going on there. And uh, I'm trying to think. Like I said, a lot of uh, kind of a lull going on. You know, we had um, had a Ricochet beat uh, Top Dollar to uh to get into the royal rumble and somebody i was talking to a friend about that and he was kind of mentioning why that even happened kind of thing and i'm wondering if they're um you know a lot of that type of stuff happened when vince was in charge he would rib guys like that with having them beaten out by um by lesser guys kind of thing in their opinion kind of thing just the humble guys and i wonder if that was kind of a humbling thing for top dollar because man i'm they've been trying to promote this guy and build him up and I think he he never should have been re-signed to the company. It's just uh, I look at him as a liability, kind of um, not really impressing me at all. I mean, as far as, uh, let's see, what else is happening? Uh, AEW, um, you know, uh, um, Darby Allen uh, got his TNT belt back, got that off of Samoa Joe. I don't mind that so much. I like I liked uh, Darby's run as TNT champion. It was it was fun. So uh, he's been kind of in a lull lately. Kind of weird spot for him. He's kind of uh, kind of been pushed down the card when he should have been kind of one of the building blocks and foundation. You know, they kind of view him what MJF him. You know, uh, uh, Jungle Boy is kind of the cornerstones of AEW. You know, so so. Interesting. I kind of view him. He's kind of like their version of Jeff Hardy, but I almost kind of view him as an upper mid carter who could surprise some people in the heavyweight, uh, you know, the upper tier line. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of his, and I love his matches, and I love I love watching him. But uh, but still, he's he's still not real believable going up against some of these guys you see him against like a, a brian cage or a lance archer and he just looks like a midget in comparison <clears throat> but then again so did Rey mysterio when he won the title so you know for wwe so could it happen down the road yeah he could get that championship but uh you know we continue this thing with the elite and man i'm just so over the elite i'm sorry Part of me is kind of hoping that this. Okay, so if they take the uh, the six man championships, and then uh, I would love to see. I know it will never happen. I I really know it will never happen. But it would crack me up so much if if Punk comes back and forms a three man team and takes like with FTR, let's say, and and comes back. Um, I, I would love to have this whole punk thing will work because i i miss him punk um and i i really want to see the elite off my television really they're they're annoying the crap out of me i'm sorry and they've taken one of my favorite songs and made it unlistenable to me so it's it's not good i mean these guys do not belong on tv i'm sorry and they they came back as uh being viewed as as returning heroes and they were equally involved in that scrum i mean they initiated the 
the whole process. They they came to Punk's door and and uh, initiated the entire fight. So why why are they coming back and being viewed this way? It's just it's idiotic. I'm and I know I've said that a million times, but it really is. And I really hate seeing it. Um, man, like I said, fantasy booking for me is bring back Punk and have him take those titles off of those idiots. I know I said I like Don Callis from the last show, but I, I wouldn't mind him seeing some managing somebody else. I know his best while he's with uh, Kenny Omega and whatnot, but <coughs> man, I, I I'm done with the elite. Sorry, I'm just done with the young bucks. I'm done with all these people. You know, um, let's see. I guess uh, the match between uh, Hangman Page and and Mox is gonna has been cleared and all that, so he's gone through. Comp- the uh, concussion protocol, so uh, so that's going to be good. Um, Hangman delivering a little bit better promos lately. I like the... Personally, I, I like the promo where he um, talked about looking at what was it his son and not being able to to remember his name. Kind of, Man, that, being a father, that really did touch some heartstrings right there, and I did like that promo. Um... You know, I hope he continues on this streak being a much more kind of real hangman page, you know, because he's blown it in the past. His title run was the worst title run, I think, of AEW. He's been the worst champion they've had yet. And uh, he's been kind of lackadaisical, and, and that needs his whole attitude, his whole work ethic and everything needs to change. You know, when he tried to to shoot and flip the script on punk that was embarrassing and just awful you know and even you could watch punk was trying to guide him through it and he just uh kind of fumbled his way through it and went into business on his own and and that really made me lose a ton of respect for hangman page because i really liked him up until that point so um that's awful you know that's too bad um Let's see what else is in the news. Oh, hey, um, Vince McMahon released a statement regarding coming back to the board to facilitate a possible sale. Um, there are a few things that bother me about this. Um, there are a few things that I have questions about, especially having um, stock in WWE. I have some very important questions. Um, first off, the fact that Vince McMahon did a press release and not WWE bothers the heck out of me. Why did Vince initiate the communication to the media regarding this as opposed to officials from WWE, whether it be Stephanie or or Nick Khan or, or, or uh, Triple H? That right off the bat raised a ton of questions for me, and I don't hear anyone questioning that or challenging that and that bothers me is this something that i mean vince still to the best of my knowledge is still majority shareholder so technically he really is the majority owner of the company even though he's not the the chairman or the ceo um and coming back into this onto the board 
he will not have any official position within the company. So he will not be hanging up creative. He will not be CEO, not be COO or any type of chief operating officer, which is an awesome thing. Now, like I mentioned, why did he initiate communication to the media, to the public? I don't have an answer for that. If someone does, please comment and tell me why this was. Why did this occur this way? And I've not heard any other podcasters or dirt sheets question this or challenge that. So did he initiate the process himself for the possible sale? Was this brought on from coercion from the, within the WWE itself? I don't know. Those are questions I think that need to be answered. Um, he, I should say, um, there was a spike pre went after this announcement. Why was there a spike in the stock after this announcement? Um, I know you, there was interest peaked and whatnot. Um, it kind of makes me question the current, uh, shareholders, What's going to happen if a corporation such as Disney or NBC purchases WWE? Um, if there's a lawyer or anyone out there, please, like I said, please comment and answer these questions because I would love to hear the answer to these questions. Like I said, especially being a shareholder. Um, you know, even as little as I do have, you know, I might even have like one. I don't know. I'd have to, but. If a larger, larger, not larger, larger corporation such as Disney or NBC or any other organization purchases the WWE, what will happen to the shareholders? Will they be cut a check? Will they be offered an option to purchase uh, shares of that larger company equivalent to their existing shares? Um, I don't know the answer to these questions. I'd like to know. I don't know if they'll be releasing a, um, a statement to the shareholders. I don't know if they'll be holding a meeting. Um, I, like I said, these are all things I need to know. Um, if they're purchased by Disney, let's say, for instance, somebody like myself who's a very small shareholder would not be equivalent to Disney's existing stock price. Would they just simply cut a check for those shares? You know, like I said, these are all important questions that I need to know. Um, and maybe we'll see those answers coming up. I don't know. Maybe they'll be in a board meeting. I don't know. Hopefully it's a public one um, or one that I can at least attend view. <coughs> um, <clears throat> once again, the, these are questions that need to be answered. Um, if the sale does fall through if there there doesn't end up being a sale will the stock plummet will it devalue the stock um here's one a fantasy kind of booking i had in my mind which what if and this is like a huge from out and left field fantasy thing i don't know what if vince bought up the remaining shares and was able i don't know if stockholders would hold out but what if he was able to somehow buy up the remaining shares and make it into a private company is that a legal possibility um that's enough like i said that is something that needs to be answered 
And if he does that, would I, once again, would I just get a check for the remaining amount? And, uh, and then it would just be a private company going forth. I don't know. It seemed kind of silly um, and not very advantageous from a strategic and um, financial viewpoint. But it's always a possibility. Um, like I said, I don't know if that's even legal to do, but, uh, but that's, uh, something that occurred to me. So these are all things that I desperately need answered. And like I said, if there's anybody that has answers to these questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see the comments below, whether it be in Spotify, YouTube, wherever, just, just comment. Um, cause those are things that need to be answered. I, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the legal, I'm not a broker. I don't know the legal legalities of a sale of a corporation so these are all things that um i think need to be answered because the fact that i haven't seen a public statement from wwe makes me kind of kind of worried about the whole process and makes me wonder who initiated this process you know um was a situation where you know in private stephanie kind of went up to vince and said hey maybe it's time to step aside and sell your shares and uh, try to sell it to a large, the WWE to a larger company. It might be more profitable. I don't know. I mean, they're still under contract to Peacock. So uh, I don't know how many more years may, it's like three or four, I think. So there's, there's a, a lot of stuff. And I'm sure that could be bought out by a larger corporation such as, such as Disney. Um, personally, I think NBC with the Peacock station, uh, streaming service has done an absolutely horrible job of converting over and bringing over the WWE network. The WWE network was very, um, very easy to search. It was very, um, very well organized and it had a lot more footage on it than Peacock's currently has with the WWE network. So as in my opinion, the only good thing I've seen so far is that it's available at a reduced cost, um, but the product itself, itself, in my opinion, is reduced. So I'm not real happy with the, what they've done with the WWE Network. Um, but the, the, like I said, these are all things that, that need to be answered. And if they Disney was able to purchase it, would that be incorporated into Disney Plus or would it be put out there as a separate streaming service um you know these are all things that need we need to uh to find out you know as fans and as uh people are, have a vested interest in within the company these are all things that are very important need to be found out um so so yeah like i said if there there's any discussion that and i haven't heard any other podcasters address this issue and that that bothers me you know, um, if maybe they have, I just haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts because of, of time constraints, you know, but, um, but yeah, these are all things that I, I'd like to see an answer to. Aside from that, you know, um, you know, thank you for, uh, for listening. Like I said, these are all my concerns. I, I, I really need an answer to, um, and they might be some coming up. I don't know, but, uh, but thank you for tuning in. And uh like to send a shout-out to uh, ourselves, CrushingKFabe.com, CrushingKFabe with a K. Check us out there, and you can find links to, like, our Patreon.com page, um, Patreon.com. Go on there and search for Crushing KFabe, Crushing with a K. And for just $1 a month, you can you can get all of the uh, 
either the podcast or the video, the audio or video, ad-free. So I think that's a pretty good deal. You know, I want to make it affordable for everybody, so I figured $1 a month, you know, that's less than a cup of coffee. You know, it's much less than a cup of coffee. You could buy, uh, can't buy a whole lot for $1, you know. You know, with uh, you could buy four subscriptions for the price of one Starbucks coffee. <laughs> so... So uh, check Patreon.com out and become a patron, please. If you if you if you like the uh, the podcast, you know. Other than that, just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, please. And um, let's see, we got uh check out then now in uh, Trenton, then now flea market, where you can uh, purchase uh, some of our goods, uh, purchase my CDs, uh, purchase some handmade items from my my wife Jenna. Uh, check her out online, Hooked by Jalen. Check her out on Facebook. But, uh, but yeah, check them out then now. And uh, check out um, check out uh, Trenton Tabletop and Arcade. Um, they're in downtown Trenton, Tennessee. Uh, they just got a, uh, a uh, pool table, and uh, which has just been assembled. And uh, they're going to start uh, renting out for a party. So if you... Want to approach them and ask them about renting out for a birthday party, or whatnot? Uh, please, you know, find them on Facebook, find them online, and uh, and reach out to them, please. You know, a really nice place with a great owner. So, uh, so uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I I used to spend a lot of time as a kid in an arcade, and a lot of my youth was spent in an arcade. So, so it's kind of a blast for the past for me, and I'm so glad that he's doing it because because uh, I like the whole. Uh, where he's got everything set up. And it's a space where you can do uh, tabletop gaming also, which is really important. You know, if you're into playing Dungeons and Dragons or Wargaming, you know, Warhammer or 40K or whatever, uh, you know, go down there and rent a table. You know, that way you don't have to, uh, you know, uh, don't have to bother your spouse or whatever. You can just bring bring them over there and, uh, and, and uh play some tabletop games you know and uh if i'm not mistaken he's he's offering chess lessons too there so if you ever wanted to learn the game of chess you know approach approach him for that and um and ask about that you know tell him crushing kayfabe sent you you know but uh but uh, once again thanks everybody for listening uh prayers go out to the ukraine as always you know send that financial support to the or- legitimate organizations that uh can help out and uh you know, don't stop sending support and prayers out to them. They they need it. The Ukrainian people deserve their their freedom too. But uh, once again, everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, God bless. <laughs>